0: Welcome back to Siemens Digitalization Tech Talks. So recently on the podcast, we've been focusing on different digital solutions or applications to get more out of your data and optimize your process. But we understand that no two businesses are the same, and sometimes you might need a more customized solution to fit your needs. So this episode focuses on Siemens EIS team within our process automation group. EIS stands for the Engineered Instrument Solutions Team and they design comprehensive, customized, and cost-effective solutions for our customers within the process industries. Our guest today is the manager of this group, Larry Anderson, and I'll let him do the talking and give you a little more detail on the EIS team. So let's jump right in. Hey, Larry, how's it going? Thanks for joining.
1: Hey, Ben, great to talk to you. Excited to, to, to discuss the topics we're gonna cover here today.
0: Yeah, so let's jump right in. You're part of the team, the EIS team that we have here at Siemens. So just to start it off, what does EIS stand for? I know we got a lot of acronyms. What does the EIS team do and where does it kind of fit within our process automation business in Siemens?
1: Okay, so EIS, you know, it's one of the many acronyms that we have here at, at Siemens, but it stands for Engineered Instrument Solutions. So, you know, our mission really kind of is is to work with process instrumentation, and, it, and it's really whether it's ours, Siemens, or an external suppliers, and, and work with those instruments together with other devices to come up with application-related uh, solutions for customers. Um, within the PA organization, you know, that's process automation. So there's, uh, there's a lot of groups under process automation, automated uh, systems, industrial communications, the digital enterprise lab, for example, and process instrumentation. <clears throat> and what I like to think of EIS is, is the glue that pulls all of the technologies from those different business groups together in a fashion that we can solve a customer's application problem.
0: Okay, so you're the glue between all the different groups within Siemens Process Automation. So why was the team formed to really just become that glue and um, work on getting those solutions together?
1: Yeah. So, so in the past, when, when we've worked with instrumentation and, and, and customer applications, we we found that we needed other technologies to be integrated into those solutions. And there was no real simple way of pulling a team together to, to do that. So the EIS team was formed you know, to, to look at those things. And again, we, we're starting at the instrumentation level. We don't start up at the, the process automation. Automation level because we, we really focused on instrument solutions, but instrument solutions generally need something else uh, Now to help to help the customer solve the whole problem
0: Okay, so looking at that what would be an example of when the EIS team would get involved with a customer and Do you have any examples of the kind of solutions you've worked with in the past?
1: Yeah, absolutely so so we do a we do a myriad of solutions. So from an instrumentation standpoint, you know, um, there are applications that we may not have a, a particular instrument to fill, and it's we call it a a, a product gap. So we've done solutions where we've, we've created uh, ins- actual instruments out of uh, third-party devices to, to fill a gap that, that we're unable to fill as a company currently. Um, they may be on the roadmap. It may be out the engineering roadmap. It may be out a couple of years, and we, we provide a solution that will fill that for our customers so that they can buy all Siemens products and have all Siemens support that go with it. Uh, the other types of solution, or secondly, what EIS does is is that we take our instrumentation and we add other devices to that to, to solve a customer problem. So, for example, if you have an instrument on in the field, it's taking some type of measure, whether it's temperature level, uh, flow, whatever it is, um, and you're trying to get that data back to your uh, management system, whether it's a DCS or a PLC, um, there's, there's various challenges that come up. Um, with that, maybe it's remote and you need some type of remote communication, maybe through a cellular network or something like that, or maybe you have a protocol that you, that you need that maybe we don't specifically speak and you need some type of, uh, Transition type uh, device that'll that'll act as a a go between between those two devices so that you can uh, pass that information back and forth. So those are the those are the kind of solutions that we come up with. And the latter, which is the interface to an instrumentation, is something that we've been focusing on more directly uh, in the in the, the recent times. So again, you know, as an example, we worked with a company and we actually have a, a, a paper on it with Lehigh Cement up in Allentown, where they had a bunch of silos that had cement and uh, the various products that you need to make cement. Um, and they were trying to measure these things, but <clears throat> they were away from the, the plant. And the, the, the problem was, is okay, you had a device up there measuring it, but you actually had to go to the uh, silo to to get their measurement and what we did is we created an interface device that took the data from uh, the instrumentation and then transmitted it back to their building wirelessly or wired we actually did it in both both fashions for them to get it back to their management system so that they could actively see the levels that were in their silos yeah
0: that's great and actually in our last podcast on store iq Jack mentioned that your team is is involved with supporting the cloud-based applications for gathering data
1: from remote sites as well. Could you go into a little more detail about that? Absolutely. So StoreIQ is a is a monitoring or remote monitoring uh, type package, and it, it, it has various functions within it. Obviously, uh, you, know, you can listen to the previous podcast to do to uh, understand it a little better. But, you know, again, what we do to to work with IQ is is we make the connection between the instrument and the cloud. So you have an instrument, whether it's local to your building or remote, and um, we come up with a. Uh, a package We call it an IoT box, which will take the data coming out of the instrument, and that can be an analog output from that instrument, or it could be a digital communication that you're speaking back and forth. Um, and then we take that and we run it through an IoT device. And an IoT device is basically just a device that reads the information in from the instrument and projects it. A- directly to the cloud. Um, there's a couple ways that you can do that. Also, obviously, if you uh, have a network backbone close to that IoT box, you can plug right into a network connection and you, and you can send it to the cloud. Or if you're remote, um, we have cellular devices and cellular plans with at and and Verizon. So you can, again, take the instrument, read the data, go through the IoT device and send it to the cloud. The types of data that we send to the cloud, you know, again, Going back to what I said, there could be analog data, which is you basically just getting uh, your process variable that's coming out, like your height or, or, or flow rate or, or temperature, uh, and just send that to the cloud. But what's really nice is that if you can communicate it to the instrument digitally, you can pull maintenance variables out of there so that you know – you know, hey, uh, this is a device that gets calibrated every year. Hey, you're getting close to your calibration date. Hey, I, I see that the signal strength of this particular meter is uh, fading a little bit. Maybe it's a, a radar unit that needs to be air purged. You know, you can monitor uh, these maintenance variables and then you can set alarms against those so that you can not notify the proper maintenance people to go out and take care of the instrument before you have a process failure. So it helps keep with keep your process up and running and, and your, your availability and uptime consistent.
0: And it sounds from what you're saying and kind of what Jack explained in the last podcast that it's really customizable and it, it really comes down to the data that you want to know that might be hard to reach, whether it's you know on a tank somewhere that um, you would have to travel to, whether you just want to visualize that data or have the ability to do more it can that solution can kind of be customizable, and that's what your team
1: does. Absolutely, and that's a that's a great point. So, in all these applications where you're trying to use uh, either digitalization or you're just trying to, to to get data from one place to the other, that's the value that EIS actually brings. So, we have really good experience and knowledge of all the products with, within um, our our product our product divisions. So. So we pull the the device from the division that that most you know uh, will successfully meet the application needs, and then we can configure that, we can quote it, we can uh, assemble it, pre-wire it, and and deliver it to you in such a fashion that it's almost plug and play, where you know you're just going to take the output from your meter. You wire it to a set of terminals and either plug in or turn on, and the uh, the, the device will start transmitting the data for you. So again, that's that's really what uh, our interaction is in the application. We we consult with the customer, we understand the need and understand the application and then design the solution so that the customer doesn't have to uh, concern themselves with having to come up with all these other devices that need to go into the box to, to, to solve the problem, whether you need the extra devices or maybe we have a device that solves it in one step.
0: Yeah, and that's great, Larry. I think a lot of the di- these digital solutions um, can be confusing to people and they could be very high level, but I think it's great that your team really um, brings it all together and makes it very easy for the customer to get what they want. But I think with that, that's all the questions I have for you. And thank you for that quick overview on the EIS team. And so where could um, people go to learn a little bit more about what you what you guys do and who to contact if they want to um, contact someone on the team?
1: So there's two ways that, uh, two easy ways that you can find us. One is just on the web. You have a URL. It's usa.siemens.com. Uh, forward slash EIS will take you to a website. Uh, on that website, you'll, you'll see listings for our industrial solutions as well as uh, brochures and other literature on solutions that we have available uh, off the shelf to you. Uh, specific questions, though, we actually have an EIS mailbox and you can send us an email very simply. Uh, the address is eis.solutions.us at Siemens.com. And that's the best, best two ways to, to get more information about EIS.
0: Okay. Well, thank you, Larry. And like always, the, that website and, and the, um, the email address will be in the description of the podcast. so You can grab it right there. And thank you for everyone to, um, that listened. And thank you for joining, Larry. You're welcome. Thank you for having me.